Have you realized yet that your purpose in life is constantly evolving? The thing is, it can only evolve, grow, and expand to the extent you're willing to do the work to heal. That's why I've created a transformative half-day virtual event designed for purpose chasers who want to integrate their authentic selves in every aspect of their life. Together, we're going to co-create conversations around reflecting on current patterns, amplifying your genuine desires, prioritizing fulfillment over the facade of what you should do, and we'll talk about achieving actual tangible results. I believe our work together will have a profound impact on your life as we break you out of autopilot, scale your potential, and set you up to attract everything you say you desire. Plus, this space will be an enjoyable and supportive environment for new connections with like-hearted purpose chasers from all over the world. Together, we will laugh, dance, and maybe cry, but we'll be doing the work together. If this speaks to your soul and you want to detox and release what's no longer serving you so you can live fully in the pillars of redefining wealth, tickets are currently complimentary for this half day of coaching, training, and co-creating a new blueprint for your heart's desires directly with me. So grab your ticket today at patricewashington.com slash soul detox. That's patricewashington.com slash soul detox. Our attitude, of course, is emotional, right? We go through all of these different emotions, but until we can resolve those emotions, we really don't really understand how we feel. You're listening to the Redefining Wealth podcast with Patrice Washington. In today's episode, we sit down with wife, mother, published author, speaker, and transformation coach, Jabrita Shelton. She says she is unapologetic about purpose, and you should be too. Hey there, this is Patrice Washington from patricewashington.com, where we chase purpose, not money. Welcome back to another episode of Redefining Wealth. If you're new here, here's what you should know. Wealth is so much more than just money and material possessions. It's true. The original 12th century definition of wealth is the condition of well-being. And so on this podcast, we seek to unpack what that means and what it looks like in our everyday lives because we focus on the six pillars of wealth. These are the areas of life that impact our finances even when we're not thinking about it consciously. And if you don't know anything about the six pillars of wealth, I suggest you go to my website, patricewashington.com forward slash start here and grab the cheat sheet, get the free audio training so that you can understand these six pillars a bit more in depth. It's really going to be a blessing to you on your journey to building wealth, however you define it. Now, before we jump into this week's episode, I need you to know it's brought to you by Committed to the Call. That is my five-day challenge kicking off August 9th. And I'm super excited. Every time I do a five-day challenge, we get thousands of thousands of people in and the feedback, the testimonials, the results from participating in this free event are just phenomenal. This will be an opportunity for you to reassess your gifts, to learn how to embrace some maybe underutilized strengths and finally answer the call on your life so you can walk boldly in your purpose. As you know here, my wish for you is that you live your life's purpose, find fulfillment, and earn more without ever feeling like you have to chase money. And I know that sometimes that's hard to really unpack and do on your own. 
So I'm going to help you do it every evening beginning August 9th at 7 p.m. Eastern. Make sure you're registered so you can get access to the replays. Join us. There'll be over $25,000 of giveaway throughout the week. And I'm just super excited for what I know it's going to do for you as you finish the year strong. So get all the details at patricewashington.com forward slash challenge. That's patricewashington.com forward slash challenge. Hey there, this is Patrice Washington from patricewashington.com, where we chase purpose, not money. Welcome back to the final episode in this client series. It has been so good to hear and relive some of the moments that I've had uh, with these clients over the last several months, just watching their journeys as they continue to take the lessons and the belief that we can chase purpose, not money, and really exercise that in the marketplace. I I'm kind of sad <laughs> that it's coming to a close. I might have some more for you. I might have more people for you next week because I just love, love, love getting to speak to my clients like this. But ooh, I hope that you are ready. I know it's been a good full week of phenomenal stories and testimonials and so many great nuggets. But baby, this one today is going to bless you. So excited to speak to Jabrita. Before I jump into her bio, I just want you to know uh, that this episode is brought to you by Committed to the Call. It's our five-day challenge to make sure that you are living your life's purpose and finding fulfillment in whatever it is you choose to do. It's all going down next week, August 9th through 13th, 7 p.m. Eastern. I will be live every evening talking about purpose and just pulling out some things that may have been in you dormant, or maybe there are things you've been thinking about year after year after year, and you just haven't known where to go, or you didn't have a safe space to talk about it. Maybe you're not around people who have the capacity to support you. Listen, I have challenge coaches. We have ambassadors. We have thousands of people who've been through the challenge before, and they can tell you they do it every single time. Every single time it's different, uh, but also you're different right? You've had more life experience in the last several months since I did my last challenge. And even if you've done it before, trust me, it's not exactly the same. And you're going to pull out so many new gems just based on what you've experienced, what you've been exposed to, maybe new education, new ideas. Come get poured into. I love, love, love doing these challenges. I love showing up with you every night and just going all in. PatriceWashington.com forward slash challenge is where you can get all the info. That's patricewashington.com forward slash challenge. Now, Jabrita Shelton is a wife, mother, published author, speaker, and transformation coach with 10 years as a trauma-informed care professional. She gets this passion because she herself had childhood trauma that led to a mental breakdown. And I'm not going to give away the story, but there was a lot there that she had to endure that led her to feel like she had to carry the weight as the strong Black woman. After 14 years of doing intentional root work around healing and coming to understand her own personal journey, she has been able to transform what once was a daunting story into one so triumphant, you'd have to see it to believe it. Jabrita Shelton is the CEO of Jabrita Shelton & Co. and the chief consultant of the Madness Method and Mind Your Madness Experience. Without further ado, here's my girl, Jabrita Shelton. Welcome to the Redefining Wealth podcast, Jabrita. 
Thank you so much, Patrice, for having me. It's an honor tremendously. (laughs) Oh, it's an honor for me to have you here. I am just so proud of you. Like, first of all, every time I see your smile, you make me so happy. I'm always so encouraged to see you and so grateful that I had an opportunity to be your coach in Purpose to Platform and in Command the Stage because just watching your journey and hearing your story unfold and all the things you came into Purpose to Platform like the ultimate cheerleader. Like instantly, we all loved you. Well, you know, Roberta's the other uh, ultimate cheerleader, but (laughs) you came in, you know, just gung gung ho. And it's just always so good to see people that know that it's time. Even with the resistance or the uncertainty, what was clear to me from the beginning is it felt like you knew this was your time. So. Take me back to when you found me and Mm -hmm. what made you come into Purpose to Platform in the first place? You're absolutely right. Um, First, to start with that, I knew that Purpose to Platform was the place that I was supposed to be. It was no question. I actually have been following you since about 2017. Yes, my husband actually introduced me to your podcast What? And yeah, that's how I found you. It was 2017, which was really, really strange because it was, I think it was like the first year that my husband and I were back together after a separation. He had been listening to you and he was like, I think this will be wonderful for my wife. I think that she's amazing. He introduced me to your podcast and I have not stopped listening since. So I found you. I listened to your podcast for probably over a year. I didn't even think to look to see if you were on Facebook or anything like that. I was just so enamored with, you know, the content of your podcast and the guests and all of the things that you spoke and just the message all together, you know, like chase purpose, not money. And I think I had been living that for so long where I, it was never really about the money. It was really about me just finding purpose and being fulfilled. And my husband was the opposite. He was about the money, you know, and really searching for his purpose. And so when he found you and introduced me to you at that time, I was at a pretty low place mentally because I had went through a few things, kind of got beat up by life and really was just trying to find my way again. And um, immediately I probably I can't even remember. I just looked up one day and I and I remember like, wow, the mental cloudness is gone. I had been like in this space where I just felt mentally, you know, just overwhelmed. And then I finally got to a place where I looked up one day and I was listening to, I can't remember exactly what episode it was because I listened to all of them. I went back and then came back again. And I looked up and I was like, wow, I don't feel like this anymore. Like I just, I just, I felt like something changed. Something about me had changed. And that's really where I believe you were talking about the pillars you were talking about the system. And I, I had been praying and asking God, like, God, I just need a system. I felt like I didn't have meaning in life anymore. I felt like, you know, what I had, what I knew to do wasn't working, you know, and I was just kind of spent. So when I found you, when he introduced me to you through podcasts and I began to listen and really begin to reestablish my life in so many areas, I found myself just living again, you know, feeling good about living again found you on Instagram. I remember one year, I think it was 2018 and we messaged each other. I didn't expect you to respond. We messaged each other. Um, and you was like, you know, I have this program, you know, you should, you should think about it. 
the crazy thing, Patrice, is that at that time in my mind, I was like, there's no way I'm ready for this program. Really? For one, I can't afford it. I had already in my mind told myself that I could not afford it, right? I had already told myself, I had already counted myself out based on where I was. So it wasn't about, you know, you or the the level of value that you were adding. It was really where I was with myself in that process. But what I did tell myself was the next time I'm going to be ready. And so I went on this just journey. I knew I wasn't ready then, but I knew that there it was a woman that was emerging in me that I was ready to become. I just had not become her yet. And so I told myself that when the next opportunity presented itself, I was going to be ready financially. I didn't care what it was going to cost. I was going to be ready. I was going to be ready mentally. I was going to be ready emotionally. And I was going to be ready spiritually. So the end of... I want to say it wasn't even the end of 2020. It was like maybe around June. I checked again. The doors were closed. I was like, no. (laughs) So then I was like, okay. So I got on the wait list. Once I got on the wait list, I I kept preparing. I kept doing the work. I kept Mm -hmm. doing the work. I kept doing the work. And I knew because I I knew that I needed a coach, right? And I was like, Lord, I don't know where to go. It was only you at the time that I would listen to. And then there was another podcast, which was a gentleman that I would listen to. And I was like, I need to know where I'm supposed to be. And I remember the third year anniversary on the podcast, you did, you you basically prayed, you shared the prayers that yeah. you were praying over the community. And at that time, I heard the Lord say, that's where you're supposed to be. Mm. And I had no more question. And so I said, okay, I'm waiting. I'm, you know, waiting on the wait list. I clearly thought I knew that it would be well above what I paid for this program, but I was prepared, Patrice. I was prepared. (laughs) Wow. Oh my gosh. Well, first of all, shout out to Mr. Shelton. Thank you so much (laughs) for bringing me Jabrita. I love it. And whoever may have introduced him, thank you to you as well. That is incredible. And I can't tell you how often I hear that, though, when pe- you know, people will go, I know this is what I need, but I know I need to be ready. And so now that you've been through Purpose to Platform, I think I think it's true to an extent that you should you need to do some work on you, like because it's intense and there is a lot that we pull out of you. And if you're still maybe having some of those scarcity types of conversations. I mean, we all still, I still deal with scarcity depending on what we're talking about. So let me be clear. I'm not saying that you have to be free of it, but you clearly knew, hold up, let me, let me take a step back. And I applaud that. You know, I've never been one of those people who's like, if you don't do it now, your your life's going to hell. Like I don't, (laughs) (laughs) I pray that I'm here you know, for as long as God allows me to be here to do this work and to serve women in this way, my thing is never about, oh, you need to do it now for the sake of me. I'm like, if anything, you may need to do it sooner than you think for the sake of you and yeah. what you're called to do. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and it's, it's funny because though I knew I had been in this pursuit of purpose for a very long time, I wasn't clear about what my purpose was until I got to P2P. And being in that community with you and with those phenomenal coaches and with the amazing cohort of women that we had the opportunity of being in community with, 
really allowed me to see that when you are in fertile ground, when you are in good ground, when you are planted and when you are open, awaiting the Holy Spirit to do what you are already in expectation of, it makes it so much better. Like the acceleration, you your life becomes accelerated at a faster rate because you're in alignment, right? And I knew that I knew that you were a person that I wanted to be connected to. Like I knew that the caliber of woman that you were, I wanted to become. But when I first began to listen to your podcast, I knew I wasn't her just yet. Mm -hmm. So there was a preparation season that God had to take me through to get me to a place where I was even ready to embrace, to receive everything that I was able to receive being in P2P in this season. So there was levels that, you know, not just of what I had to become as a woman, but also what I had to let go of in order for me to be able to receive what I needed to receive while I was there. That's so good. That's so good because one of the first things that we talk about, even with mindset um, and P2P is that you may be challenged because, or I may be challenging some of the things that you believe, some of the things that you've heard, some of the things that you just like rested your hat on, right? Mm-hmm. And you may be challenged to see those in a new way or in a different way. And if you're not coachable or you're not open to at least seeing or exploring the possibilities, mm-hmm. um, you're going to have a problem. And you know me, I'm a double down. So you're not going to make me because it's whoever has the stronger will. And at the end of the day, I have done this enough for myself and countless one-on-one clients and now in these group coaching programs. So I know that I have to hold the line and, and push you to see what I see. I can't let you suck me in to your limiting beliefs. That's my role as the coach. I absolutely love that because, you know, looking on that from the outside in, you wouldn't really know what to expect when you get to P2P, right? But coming in, me being the person that I am, I wanted to have the grandest experience in this space, right? I wanted to be able to avail myself to whatever was there. I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know anyone coming in. I just knew that God called me there and that's where I was supposed to be. So I didn't have time to be afraid. I didn't have time to hide behind fear. I didn't have, I felt as if I didn't have time to make any more excuses because the time that had already been wasted, this was not that, right? It was not that. And God had already affirmed to me that he appointed me to this place for such a time as this. And so I felt like, how dare I get to a place where I have asked God to allow me to have this type of access, get to a place and then be closed and not yield to the the full capacity of what that experience was supposed to be for me. I remember sharing with you in the Redefining Wealth when we did the book club that I had went through months of purging prior to getting to P2P. I had gone through months, right? Where God had taken me on this journey where I just thought, oh, it's just a little pruning. We go through pruning, but I had gone through this purging and this was different for me. Like it was really an expelment of not just physical things, but spiritual things, um, mental things that I had carried for so long, mental weights, emotional weights that I had not learned how to release. And so I had really went through a purging where it got to a place where I literally in my house looked around and I heard the spirit say, this is how you've been living, right? 
spiritually. And it broke me down because I, I did not realize that as much room as I thought that I had made for God, I really had not because I let outside things, exterior things consume me in ways that I was just kind of packing things into small compartments. So when I got that revelation of understanding that these things can't go with you, it was time for me to let them go. Oh, Oh, and that is such a big part of, as you said, preparation to receive. Mm -hmm. Because I believe that had you not gone through that pruning or purging season and you came into P2P, no matter what myself and the six other coaches said to you, if your mind was so cluttered and so distracted, your physical environment, as you know, as a space Mm -hmm. pillar, we say clutter is the physical manifestation of chaos in your mind. So if those two things, your mind and your physical environment were cluttered, we could say, here's how you market. Here's what you do with your message. Here's how to come up with your method until we were blue in the face and you would go, wait, what, (laughs) what, what? And that's, (laughs) that's when I talk about people like being stuck in cycles of confusion, you're not confused because I'm not answering your question, right? You're confused because you're not in position to receive. Yes. And your ability to receive is connected to your capacity to let go. Ooh, Those th- two things go hand in hand. I'm an innocent bystander. <laughs> <All right? Yes. laughs> I'm here trying to help facilitate transformation. But at the end of the day, you have to participate in your own rescue. Mm-hmm. And some of that is going to be embracing that pruning season as you did. I have a confession to make. My relationship with looking good is so complicated. I don't know if you're anything like me, but I like high quality clothes. I just don't like going shopping and I definitely don't always want to pay high quality prices, if you know what I'm saying. Plus, I don't always want to wear the same stuff over and over again. So I was super excited when I found out about the clothing rental membership armoire because they are making getting dressed stylish, but super easy. When I signed up, I took a five minute style quiz and based on my preferences, they offered suggestions that would best match my lifestyle. I'm filming in a few weeks and I literally just got the cutest blazers delivered to my door in as little as two days. And when I'm ready for new clothes, I can just swap them out for more new-to-me styles. So whether you're planning your outfit for a date night, packing for a conference, or in need of a gown for some black tie event, you will be the best-dressed person in the room and you won't have to feel bad for only wearing something once. Now, what I also love is that Armoire is woman-founded and women-led. They even spotlight women-owned designers on their website. So I know I'm wearing brands that are aligned with my values. I love that I can support a business that's built by women like me. If you're ready to have your dream closet delivered to your door, you might want to try Armoire. I promise you will never be without the perfect outfit for any occasion ever again. And right now, Redefining Wealth listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash wealth. That is armoire.style, A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash wealth to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try armoire today. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. 
every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, you know, like I said, coming in, of course, you know, most people, oh, it's a bunch of women. We have all of these traumas around relationships with other women and different things like that. But when you realize that you are there for a reason, for a purpose, you don't come in trying to outshine anybody. You just come in and just be who you know yourself to be. The experience was so phenomenal that it changed. I remember you saying you're going to be unrecognizable by the end of these 12 weeks. And I didn't know what that was, but I wanted it. You know what I mean? Like I didn't know what cause for me to become or cause for me to let go or cause for me to do. But I knew I wanted that. I wanted to be unrecognizable at the end of those 12 weeks. I wanted to see a different version of me. I wanted to know what my limits were at a maximum level. Like I wanted that not only for me, but I wanted it for, for all of my sisters. And, and a lot of us, we pulled together. There was some that was a little bit reluctant, but at the same time, it's like, listen, if you come in open, I promise you, you're going to gain everything that you have been awaiting. And that was really my experience. So at the end of those 12 weeks, I really had become unrecognizable. And I, when I look back now, I, it blows my mind. I'm like, wow, I didn't even know that that was there. <laughs> so let's talk about that. So when you came into P2P business-wise, where were you? I wasn't doing anything. I wasn't really sure about what my message was. I didn't have a method, which I you know, created in, in P2P. I had an idea of what my calling was. I was like, you know, I kind of think I'm called to ministry. I kind of think I'm this. I kind of think I'm that. But I wasn't clear. You know, I didn't have the clarity that I needed to really put my, you know, my anchor down and just really, you know, go full out. And so going through the modules, breaking down, you know, the story, understanding what my, my past, my history was understanding how it could be used. Like I really was struggling with imposter syndrome prior to, because I knew that I had a level of expertise, a a level of knowledge, a level of understanding, but I had never made an offer in the market. So I really didn't know how I would be received. You know, it was just a lot of things going on. My own personal limitation, limiting beliefs of what I thought people thought of me, because one of the things that happened for me in P2P is that God really allowed me to see what other people thought of me. And it was definitely completely opposite of what I actually thought because I had been through so much, you know, my trauma, my background, my history, I was looking at that as my verdict, right? Mm -hmm. I was looking at that. Like, that's how people see you. They see you as inconsistent. They see you as all of your clothes hanging out of the suitcase. That was my perspective because that's how I saw myself. But I realized that that changed not even four weeks through P2P did that change. And so that was huge for me to be able to confront the limiting beliefs, to be able to confront the lies that I had told myself, to be able to now rewrite a new narrative, a new story around the history and know that my history is not who I am. Like that was huge for me. I remember being on a call or two and telling you to post some stuff and like to make an offer. Yes. And, and you were hesitant. And I was like, girl, 
your the people who follow you or are your friends on Facebook love you. I, I've seen how they respond to you. I've seen the comments like, what are you talking about? And I think I said, like, I don't know what you see. I'm telling you what I'm telling you based on what I see. Yes. Remember that being a thing for you. Yes. You yes. thinking people saw something completely different. Yes. And yes. I'm so glad you started to grow out of that. <laughs> you called us up to a standard that had we not known that standard, it probably would have been impossible to think that we could. But because when we came in the gate, we came in the door dismantling the limiting beliefs. I believe that that really was kind of like the last layer that I needed in my purging. You know, like I I feel like I needed to really see that. I needed to know what that felt like and sit in it for a little bit. And that's what that process really helped me do. It helped me connect the dots to um, present who I am to past who I was and also reach back into the history of, you know, the women in my family and different things like that and really, really look at that. So I even remember the first assignment, you went deep and I felt like that's where I needed to go in order to make the exchange. And so, you know, that was, that's what it was, but I was so, I was so grateful that you made me really see that and say, no, Jabrita, you're ready. No, your audience is waiting for you because I probably would have never recognized that. I would have kept telling myself something different. Yeah. (laughs) Which happens, right? Oh, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. They don't want that. Well, I can't deliver that. I'm not ready. We hear that a lot, as you know, because you you watched (laughs) several people get pushed out there. So tell me what you did in P2P and then give us the, you know, what's the rundown on what you've been up to? Because you've been you've been gone some months now. So I know you've been doing things. I have. I have. So in P2P, the method that I created or curated in P2P is the madness method. Also, the mind your madness experience. So let me break both of those down for you. The Madness Method is a seven-step process where I teach women how to navigate their healing, past and present trauma organically through mindfulness. So madness, what does madness stand for? Madness means to mind your mental, mind your attitude, mind your disciplines, mind your nuances, mind your energy, mind your spirit, and mind your soul. And so when you think about that, you know, you think about what, what does that mean? madness. Well, mind your mental. That means where are you? Like, what are you currently thinking about your trauma, about the things that you've been through, have gone through that you're still going through even now, right? Minding your attitude. Like, what are you feeling? Because a lot of times we think about our attitude and we don't realize that our attitude, of course, is emotional, right? We go through all of these different emotions, but until we can resolve those emotions, we really don't really understand how we feel. In our anger, we can't process it in those moments. We have to really sit with it, allow the wave of the emotion to kind of subside and then figure out, okay, at the end of this, what am I going to do with this now, right? And so then you think about mind your disciplines. What are you doing daily? What are you doing? Are you journaling? Are you praying? Are you, you know, rehearsing the history of the situation or the experience? Then you think about what are your nuances? So nuances to me is another word for triggers right? What are you, what's going on within you? 
if you're triggered, most people that deal with trauma, if you're triggered by a particular event, you don't even understand that you have trauma responses. Um, those trauma responses are our default settings. It's things that we fall back to, like the survivalistic mindset. It could be, mm. you know, self-sabotage. It could be, even when you talk about wealth, like as a money mindset. I was just thinking that. Yeah, as a money mindset, you know, when you think about wealth, but you have a poverty mindset, a impoverished, you know, way of thinking about things, you are always going to default, right? Or fall back to that default setting. So those are our triggers. Like, how are we handling those? And then energy, like, how are you showing up in your experience, right? Are you showing up? with a good attitude? Are you showing up optimistic or are you showing up, you know, pessimistic? Is everything, you know, like, oh, everything is frustrating or everything is this. Like, how are you showing up in that experience? And then you talk about your soul, right? How are we getting to the root of our emotions? What's happening at the root of your emotions, like at the seat of it all? Why are you still dealing with unforgiveness? What's happening at the root of those emotions? Like, let's get to the bottom of it. A lot of times we hold on to things and those things show up in our bodies. We don't even understand how the trauma that we experience is attached to literally into our the organs of our body. They're mm-hmm. stored in the cap, you know, in the in the cavity of our bodies. And then spirit, how are you going to evolve from this situation? So of all the things that you've been through in your life, what are the choices that you're going to make to evolve from here? You don't have to stay in the trauma. You don't have to stay in the pain or the agony of that suffering. You can use that pain for purpose and you can turn that into something beautiful. It doesn't matter how ugly the experience has been. So, you know, the madness method um, and mind your madness experience is what I came up with in P2P. And when I really look back, I remember calling you or, or messaging you and I was like, Patrice, like, I was so blown away that this was what the Lord revealed to me in this experience, Mm -hmm. how I walk myself through my healing. And I didn't even understand that that's what actually took place. I think it's incredible. I'm sure there's someone listening like, wait a minute. Oh my gosh. She was able to pull all of that together in a few weeks. Now, these are things that you did to facilitate your own healing. And I know this is like stuff you would talk about on your social media or things that you would talk to people about. But what did it feel like to finally have a way to bring it all together so that you could finally move forward? So it was probably one of the most proudest moments that I had ever had, right? Outside of you know, becoming a mom, I think (laughs) it was, I was like, when I really look back at all that I learned, you know, in P2P, all of the steps, how it it really came together and pulled everything out. When I look at that, I'm just like, wow, I can't, I could not believe that my pain turned into this type of purpose. Like I could not believe that the process that I had gone through over the last, you know, 17 years of just being intentional about my healing, this was the the outcome. This was the product of that suffering. And I was just like, wow, this is amazing. It truly, truly blew my mind. And it's still blowing my mind, honestly. (laughs) I understand that because I look at my own life, right? And I'm like, all of the things that I went through and to finally get to a place where you recognize It wasn't just because it wasn't just for me. Like, I truly believe that I made it to the other side because God knew he could trust me to help other people get to the other side. That's what I choose to believe. Mm 
is yeah. that I'm blessed to be a blessing. And every day I'm like, God, just use me, right? Mm-hmm. Like, just use me. Mm-hmm. The the ugly parts, the hard parts, the frustrating parts, the stressful parts, use it all, whatever yes. you can do. And so to be able to, you know, I'm sure you see this, open your messages on Facebook or get an email or a note from someone and they say, wow, your journal is blessing me, which you didn't say yet that you you also wrote a guide to navigating trauma. Mind your madness as well. Let me hold it up in case they use this on the... uh, I have Jabrita's guide here that I got in the mail, which has some beautiful prayers in it and some really great writing prompts. So you wrote your guide. Okay. And I interrupted you. Let me stop. What else did you do? No, it's okay. So, so the guide, let's go to the guide real quick. So I actually, and I know I shared this, but for about 14 years, it was on my mind. I wanted to do this, this journal or this guide. I didn't know what it was. I just knew I wanted to do it. In P2P, it was one of the um, Friday's calls when we, it was Friday cry day and (laughs) I got off the call and I was just so feel like I was so swelled up with the spirit. And I said, I'm going to put my head down and I'm going to get this done. I know that this is what you want me to do. 14 years turned into one day and two hours. I created out of the method, right? Out of having the madness method after understanding through the modules, breaking it down and really being able to put this guide together with the steps to help people navigate. It doesn't matter where they start or where they, you know, where they decide they want to begin. They can map, they can begin with mind your disciplines and they will still get the level of, you know, navigating that trauma through that process. And so although it's a seven step process, you don't have to follow every acronym, you know, within the context to actually still get that level of, you know, clarity. So I created the madness journey, the, uh, the, the, I call it the trauma navigation system. And I call it that simply because it really does help people navigate from, you know, past and present. The prayers, though, the prayers and the affirmation that are in this guide, Patrice, The whole time I was writing them, the enemy was like, oh, that's not good enough. That's not good enough. And I kept going. I kept going. I said, Lord, I know what I hear. I know what you're telling me. I'm going to keep doing it. So it took me a day and a couple of hours. And the couple of hours actually came in the editing, right? Like really trying to um, get the the worksheet pages down to a science in terms of the, you know, the sizing. (laughs) And um, so when I did it, I printed it, you know, I I actually sent off for a copy just for it to be printed, just so I can see it tangibly. And I think it was on the call when we did it and PBJ, she came on and she said how the prayer really blessed her. And even at that time, it was still hard for me to believe because it's like seeing something that you create, seeing it have this type of effect on someone, not knowing that you are even capable of doing something like this knowing that you wanted to do it, but you couldn't, but to be in a place to actually pull it through, that was phenomenal for me. I love it. And you did such a good job. It's so well done. And on top of that, didn't you launch a program? So I also uh, launched a mental madness boot camp. 
And that was amazing. That was amazing. Um, the breakthrough and the clarity that the women received from that boot camp. What I did from that boot camp, though, is I actually turned it into a four-part healing trauma course. And that is going to be, um, it's Mind Your Madness four-part healing trauma course, which will be available August 1st. I broke the boot camp down into a four-part course. And then I am also working on relaunching my coaching program because I realized that once I came out of P2P, I needed to learn like the email sequencing and all of the things. So I've been working on that. I have also been working on an audiobook. Okay. Audiobook and an affirmation EP. So those are going to be available at the end of this month. Congratulations. Thank You've been you. busy. Yes. Okay. So at the end, were you barely recognizable? Absolutely. Absolutely. I even to my family, to my husband, to my children, to my fa- like my mom. Let me just go back and say what it meant for me. Being in P2P, getting to the place where I was able to really manifest the dream. I believe that I am at the brink of the dream. I'm like literally in the cusp of the dream. And um, the first author in my family. And then after, of course, going through P2P, first, it was a little scary because some of the things that I was sharing, some of the things that I was kind of forthcoming. My husband knew about a lot of it. My mother, of course, she was like, punkin, you know, I say punkin because that's what they call me. (laughs) But, you know, she was like, well, why are you sharing all this on Facebook? And I was just like, it's a part of my calling. Like this is, it's time for me to do this. It's time for me to share. And, um, and so she was like, I don't understand it, but I trust you. And can you can you just say something say something to that for me because I get so many messages from people who know that they are called to do something great and, and you know they know they have a book in them they know they should be speaking on stage they have all of these lofty visions but the number one thing that holds them back is what will my mama say what will my daddy think And what if my spouse gets upset Hmm. every time, like seven out of 10 people who have a fear of coming into P2P, it's not that they don't think they're capable and it's not that they don't think I would be a great coach. It's none of those things. It's usually they are afraid that someone in their family is going to go, well, what are you doing? And Hmm. why are you doing that? And don't put us on blast. Hmm. How were you able to navigate that? I trusted God for one. I trusted God and I knew that my commitment to God and what he called me to do was greater than the disappointment of my family. Like I was willing to take the hit for that because I knew that there was purpose and there was something greater calling me. And so at all costs, at all risk, I was willing to take it because it wasn't about me. It was about what was on the other side of what God had allowed me to come through. And I knew that that was for me, that was that was it. That was really the bottom line. So, you know, I remember saying in one of the um, P2P um, posts, I said, guys, you wouldn't believe, right? (laughs) My mom, you know, she called and and I had to, I knew it wasn't her. I knew it was the spirit behind 
the that that irritating spirit behind her like how dare you and i literally had to stand firm in the authority that i know god called me um in that moment and i said this is not about you and then what i realized in her cry was that there were still parts of her that wasn't ready to deal with that right and so i didn't beat her down about it i just simply said you know i said what is it what is it that concerns you right what is it that concerns you about this post? Because I really genuinely wanted to know. But I will honestly say that when you get to a place where you understand that purpose, the purpose to what, you, what you're seeking is greater, then you're either going to make a choice. You're going to make a choice to choose purpose and do what you know you're called to do, or you're going to allow yourself to stay in the seat of the scornful. And that is a choice that you have to make. Is it going to be at your expense? Yes. But the reality is, it's really at God's expense. So anything that he allows you or give you the momentum to do, he's going to sustain. It wasn't on me. My job was to be responsible by saying yes to to the call, answering the call and all of the other consequences that wasn't up to me. It was left on. It was left for him to deal with. So that's how I stood in my truth. And I stood in it very powerfully. And I don't even now I will not apologize um, for those who have not got to the place where they want to be free. That's your issue. It is not mine. I'm going to live in my truth. I'm going to stand in my power and I'm going to trust God while doing so. Ooh, and she said that with a smile. If you don't see the video to this, just know she said that. <laughs> she said that with a smile. You know, we've talked a lot about how you help facilitate, um, you know, trauma navigation with your clients now. And you've alluded to, okay, I've made it through some trauma. I've made it through some trauma. I didn't actually know how deep it could be with you until you came to command the stage. Yes. So when we were in purpose to platform, you know, I thought what you were talking about was one thing. (laughs) And then we got to command the stage, whereas, you know, to get to that true core story that has really brought you to be who you are and to do what you do, you took it to another level. Did you think it was going to go any deeper after P2P? You know, I did not. I, I because I thought, wow, like we really went deep in P2P, right? And even down to the time when I, I messaged you about the religious trauma. And I was like, whoa, like I if, if this is where you want me to go, God, are you serious? Like, <laughs> but when we got to CTS, you know, to command the stage, and I remember the first call, the first small group call, and you was like, Jabrita, are you okay? And I was like, she sees me. Yep. I can't hide. Right. Cause I knew, I knew there was something more, but I wasn't sure I was ready. I wasn't sure I was ready. And as deep as I had gone, I did not imagine myself going even deeper, but it happened anyway. So (laughs) it did. It happened anyway. So I ended up finally hearing your story. And I, and I know that there's someone who's listening, who knows that what they need that what they need is not p2p perhaps what they need is someone to really help guide them through their trauma through what they're experiencing right now especially if that trauma may be preventing them from pursuing purpose because they're living in just the old story like you said that they're playing over mm-hmm. and over and over again right so let's say they need you how do they know 
that they can trust Jabrita. What is Jabrita's story? Ooh, I'll share the story that I actually shared with Command the Stage because I believe that somebody somewhere will be able to find themselves in that situation. I remember one fall day, I was a, probably a freshman in, in college at the time, but I remember being cold, wrapped in a blanket, rolled into the psych ward um, by the on-duty paramedic when the front desk clerk looked at me and said, you don't belong here. At the time, I really couldn't understand what he meant when he saw me. But as I looked around the room, I began to see people staring at the walls, talking to the walls. On the other side, I saw people, you know, in blank stares, just staring, but not really knowing what they were staring at. And while I continued to look around the room, I saw people looking at me. And while they were looking at me, I was being transported to my room. At that time, I really didn't understand what the officer meant by you don't belong here. And I really wanted to believe him. I really wanted to believe that I didn't belong there, but I knew that my actions had caused me to be in a place that I couldn't explain. While I was in the psych ward, all I could think about was all the things that caused me to break. All the things that I had caused to be on to be piled on myself from discovering from discovering that my husband that I had been married to at the time for about 12 years I had discovered that he was on porn sites when he was really supposed to be looking for jobs. I came downstairs one day and he was on the computer and I caught it. But this wasn't the first time. This was about the third time. And I had already told him the previous times before that if I caught you again, that was it. But being a woman of faith, being a woman of, you know, trusting God and believing in God, listening, of course, to the saints and the elders say, God despises divorce. I knew divorce wasn't the option, but I knew that there was something that I desperately needed to do. All the while, all of these things are going on. I'm a caretaker for my father after he had had many, many, like several life altering, you know, medical conditions from a stroke to rehab, to back home, to a stroke again, to heart attacks, to pneumonia. I'm caring for my father. I'm working full time. I have three children. I'm hemorrhaging for six months and nobody could have an answer. Nobody had an answer for me, not a doctor. They didn't have answers and I did not have support. So finding these things out between my husband having, you know, the addiction to pornography, my father trying to take care of him, working a full-time job, hemorrhaging for six months, which ultimately landed me having to have a full hysterectomy by the age of 33 feeling as if I'm losing my mind because they don't tell you the effects of the surgery after, right? All of these things caused me to come to a, a place of mental crash where I literally felt extremely consumed by trauma. It wasn't just that trauma, but that was the trauma that took me over the edge. And though I had dealt with childhood trauma rape, molestation, abuse, depression, though I had dealt with all of those things in my life, it was this particular event that took me out because I was 
in faith. I was trusting God, believing God, all of the things. But it wasn't until I realized from the situation when I got to the psych ward that something has to change. I knew that I needed to make a decision. And the decision that I needed to make was about what am I going to do about my marriage? But more importantly, Jabrita, what are you going to do for yourself? So I knew at that time the separation had to come. There had to be a consequence because the brokenness that I felt from learning that my husband had a pornography addiction, the heartbreak, the agony that I felt from trusting God for the best of my marriage and seeing it all fall apart, believing that I could carry the weight of this as the strong Black woman on my own strength, though I was trusting God, right? So when I made the decision, the decision was to separate, but the decision also was that I needed to do therapy. And that's where my healing journey began. I took a turn for what could have been the worst for me, and I began to implement strategies to get myself to a level of healing and let the therapist and my family support and the promptness of the Lord and all of the different things that I needed to get myself well. And that took me, you know, time to get where I am coming into, like I said, at the beginning of 2017, when I found your podcast, it was probably not even a whole nine months that my husband and I had reconciled from that experience. Though I was still believing God, I knew that it was going to take more than a wing and a prayer to get me where I needed to be. Mm. I knew that therapy and other modalities of healing was necessary for me to get to the place where I am today. How do you feel now that you can just tell the truth? Because, you know, that's what we say in Command the Stage is not trying to tell these little fluffy stories or not telling a story at all and just assuming that people are going to trust you. We don't, we don't know you. So we need to understand why, you know, because we see people on the stage or we hear someone on a podcast and we assume, well, they're better than me or they're further along than me or they're whatever. Mm-hmm. And we're, we're disconnecting ourselves from their possibilities because we know us, right? So for you, how does it feel to be the person who can tell the truth and know that your truth is going to be a part of someone else's transformation? At first, it's scary. I didn't know that I needed my husband's okay to tell his story because a lot of times we tell stories and our stories are so interconnected with others that we don't want to hurt other people in telling our stories. But when I shared it with him, he said, you know, it's your story, which gave me the ability to stand in my power again and tell the story relentlessly. And so when I tell the story and I share the story now, knowing that there's other women who have experienced some of the same things, who have battled depression, who have battled suicide or even suicidal thoughts, who has caught their husband cheating and didn't know how they were going to, you know, get back from that. Even a woman who has gone through, you know, early menopause and had to have been forced in a situation like that, or a woman who's a caretaker and every she's caring for everybody else, but nobody's caring for her. That is my madness. Those are the things that drove me to being able to understand what that madness was, what it looked like. And in order for you to get to that place, you really have to go deep. There's no way around it. 
There's no way you can't get to that on a surface level. You're going to have to take the long journey. You can't cut corners. You're going to have to feel the pain and you're going to have to allow those cuts and those wounds to bleed so that they can really, really, really heal. Do you feel like it's added to another level of healing for you to just be able to say this out loud? Oh God, absolutely. It's, it's like a breath of fresh air. I felt like it was a weight lifted for me when I shared it. I was literally trembling when I shared this story. I was just, thank you God for allowing the truth, right? Because the stories that I had been telling before Patrice were stories that was interconnected with my parents and their madness. But in this story, I found mine. And this story, I found where mine began and where theirs ended. Oh, that's good. That's good. Okay, yeah. Jabrita, you know, I want to talk to you all day, but I know I have to let you go. So what do you say to someone who says, I've been listening to Patrice too for some time and I know that I'm called to do something and I just don't know where to start, but I still feel hesitant. What would your suggestion to them be about Purpose to Platform? I would honestly say let go of the apprehension and take the risk on yourself. Bet on yourself this time. Like the apprehension that you're probably having is not even a, not even your own. It's probably somebody else's opinion, somebody else's perspective. You're still rehearsing. What is this person going to think? What is that person going to think? Bottom line is, what do you think? Bottom line is, is, is your calling than the opinions around you? What is it for you? So I would honestly say, remove the apprehension and take the risk on yourself. I love it. And I love that you said earlier, I had to write it down. I I won't apologize for purpose. Yeah. Right. So if you are hesitant because you're thinking about what someone else may or may not be thinking, I just think about all of the lives that I've had an opportunity to impact. Even though I remember very clearly and vividly how many people around me were like, well, why would you do that? Or what does that mean? Or what you what you think you doing or what this supposed to be? And I look at the power of obedience and choosing to lean into what I heard God say versus other people's opinions, Mm you know? And you want to say, you didn't make me, right? Like my creator said, but sometimes it's your parents, (laughs) you know, you're like, well, you kind of did make me, but still, so what? (laughs) (laughs) You too, you too. If you've never been where I'm going, I just... I just can't let myself be consumed with what your opinion is. And it's no shade to you, but you're not where I want to be. You're not where I'm going. You're not where I've been called. Yes. So I I just can't. I got to bet on myself. I love that. All right. I'm going to ask you a few redefining wealth, rapid wisdom questions. You ready? Yes. How do you define success? I define success. Um, by being relentless in your pursuit to win. Mm. How do you define wealth in three words or less? Faith, family, and fun. Oh, you could tell she practiced. Okay. Um, (laughs) (laughs) What's one book that has redefined how you see wealth? Actually, so I know you said one book. 
and I, I, I've been going back and forth. Family wealth is one. Family wealth, keeping it in the family by James. I think it's James Hughes. But more recently, it's been redefining wealth. The one that you just wrote, actually. Oh, would you look at that? Redefine <laughs> wealth for yourself. Yes. Now available on Audible. Shameless plug. Okay. <laughs> we'll link to both in the show notes. And you're going to fill in the blank. My name is, and for me, the truth about wealth is. My name is Jabrita Shelton. And the truth about wealth is it starts in the heart. It is consumed in the spirit. And it is manifested in consistent effort forward. Ooh, that was good. That girl practiced. Do you see that? She was ready. <laughs> Jabrita, I adore you. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for trusting me to be a part of your journey. And I know that you are blessing so many people out there. And like you said, you're just on the cusp. Like there's so much to come. And I just feel so grateful to have seen a part of your evolution. And as I, you know, share with all of you guys, I'm always rooting for you. I'm always cheering for you. I just feel so blessed to be in this experience with you. So thank you for being here. Thank you for being in the programs. Thank you for trusting me to be a part of your journey. And I'm always here. I thank you, Patrice. There's there's nobody in this world like you. And I'm just so grateful to have been connected with you. I'm grateful for all that I have learned under your programs, under you as just a person, but watching you, watching you has been a joy. Watching you from the podcast to, you know, just manifesting all the things that you have manifested, but actually to have a real life experience with you has been something that will forever be carved in time for me. So it means so much to me. So thank you again. Thank you. Okay. I hope you enjoyed hearing from Jabrita. Jabrita is such a fan favorite. Like (laughs) Jabrita is so loved. She had a birthday not too long ago. And man, just the, the tributes that her P2P sisters, I saw them giving her on their personal Facebook pages, Um, just about what a blessing she has been in their life. I can only imagine for the people that she supports, like how much um, she just really changes something for them. And, And that's why the work that I do with Purpose to Platform is so important to me because I serve light workers. And the more I can help you as a light worker, just step into your truth, your power, your boldness, and just go after everything God has for you, the more people will be served and the more people will be healed. And it's just a ripple effect. And so, Jabrita, I'm just so grateful. If you listening, I'm so grateful for the opportunity to have been your coach in two programs. You're phenomenal. Again, show Jabrita some love. She's a purpose chaser inside the Redefining Wealth Facebook community. Tag her, tag these women, tag Allie, Patrice, Lindsay, Sandra, tag them and let them know what a blessing they have been to you this week. And also, you know, let them know if they have encouraged you to really go out on purpose, to believe in your purpose and know that you were born with purpose, for purpose, on purpose, and there are people for you to serve. And I want to help you serve them. So come to the challenge, committed to the call next week, August 9th through 13th, patricewashington.com forward slash challenge. And let me help you 
take the next best step in this purpose walk. That's it for today. I hope you enjoyed this week. Until next time, I want you to go live your life's purpose, find fulfillment, and earn more without ever, ever, ever feeling like you have to chase money. Talk to you later. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.